Welcome, everyone, to the Apocalypse Podcast. I'm Steve. He is Reverend Doctor Lawrence Van Beek. Oh, doesn't it just it rolls off the tongue so easily? It was good. It, I felt with with what we're doing tonight, it was important to you know throw a few letters out there. Oh, nice, nice, nice. <clears throat> um, yeah. My friend, we we left our audience at quite a cliffhanger last week, right? Because we stopped. We did at the fourth <laughs> angel. And we said, yes. no, no more angels. You can't have any more to this, this episode. All the angels are kicked to the next episode. Because the first episode, they were just trumpets. The, the next ones are actual woes. Oh, see, look at you. Look at you. You just, it's like you know this stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> of course he knows this stuff. Um, but yeah, Larry, we're going to pick up Revelation 9. Anything else we should say about this that as we progress through these woes that, that are being given to the people? No, this is this is one of the places where the departure starts to really happen between those who take things literally and those who take them symbolically. <clears throat> okay. Or if, if you're like me, you take them as symbolic to talk about literal things. <laughs> so. ah, nice. Well played, sir. Well played, sir. <laughs> <clears throat> If the but um, see, I'd be giving I'd be giving you a golf clap right now. <laughs> oh, there we go, there we go. And don't forget, we only get through of the seven trumpets. We do the fifth and the sixth, and then we don't get to do the seventh. Yes, because that's the way Revelation works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so interesting, so interesting. Sorry, I interrupted you before, by the way. Yeah, and the, the odd thing is, he, is he'll say the first woe is past, or two to come, but he'll still only give you one of them. <laughs> No, it's not that John can't count. <laughs> well, you know, you, you know, um, there there were people who thought he was he was high when he wrote this. But. Yeah, that's true. There is. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sure. Th- I'm sure there's some literary device that we'll figure out. You know, once we reach heaven, of what he was up to here. Well, that is true. It is true. And and <clears throat> and um, I don't believe he was high because it was he was told not to harm the grass. So. <laughs> Even though, even though, oh, we're, we're doing really well tonight, aren't we? Oh man, Lynn, I did not Lynn, see I that. Completely apologize, Lynn. I apologize. Did not see that coming. Wow, <laughs> wow. Okay, so do you want me to jump through that first section, like one to six, and then we'll kind of go in the, the paragraphs as defined? That's completely perfect. Yeah. Okay, folks, pick that up. Chapter nine, verse one. And the fifth angel blew his trumpet, and I saw a star fallen from the heaven to the earth. And he was given a key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. He opened the shaft of the bottomless pit and from the shaft rose smoke like the smoke of a great furnace and the sun and the air were darkened with the smoke from the shaft. And then from the smoke came locusts on the earth and they were given power like the power of scorpions of the earth. And they were told not to harm the grass of the earth or any green plant or any tree, but only those people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. They were allowed to torment them for five months but not to kill them. And their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it stings someone. And in those days, people will seek death and not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee from them. And there is so much happening here, isn't there, Steve? So true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the fifth angel. As we said, the the four were last week, and, and now we're doing the fifth. And a star falls from heaven to earth. Now, some would think that this star, of course, is is nuclear warfare or an asteroid. By the way, last week um, they said a meteor is the is the light that comes off of either an asteroid or a meteorite. Meteorites are when they enter the Earth's atmosphere, 
Remember we had talked about that and I, I, I didn't realize that. I thought meteors and asteroids were very similar, but that's really talking about the light. Okay. So this, this thing that comes down, um, some people look at it that way. Most will see this um, sort of the way, the way I'm looking at it right now, that, that when you look at this and try, try to pull off you know, the, um, any kind of grid that you put on this and take it by itself, and it sounds like Satan's fall doesn't it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, he, and he opens the shaft, he falls into the bottomless pit, and then he opens the shaft of the bottomless pit, and out comes the smoke like a great furnace, and the sun is darkened by this smoke from the shaft. And, it, and it, it's, it's whether it's a, a physical reality on the earth or a spiritual reality on the earth, the aspect that is very true is that this is a satanic thing that's happening. Right. So, so the way God the way God moves from small things on the earth to large things on the earth is to give give Satan a little bit of room to do his thing. It seems, and and that's that's kind of what's happening here. So, so there's there's this smoke, and out of the smoke come locusts on the earth, and they're given power like scorpions. Mm -hmm. So these locusts come out, and there's locusts here, and there's going to be locusts in the in the next part as well. Right, the the second half is going to describe these locusts to us, but right now he's just talking about locusts coming, and and they have power like scorpions. And if anybody knows about scorpions, we know that um, they're they're an insect. Uh, we don't have them in Canada, fortunately, but they do have them in many places around the world. Yeah. We often think about them in Arizona for some reason. Yeah, and um, and scorpions really don't kill you. Um, they usually, they sting you, you get, it's, it makes you very sick. Uh, unless you're terribly allergic, you don't die. But, but the, the point of these locusts um, and the idea of them being scorpions is that they're not to harm the grass or any green plant, but, but specifically, they're going to harm people. They're, gonna, hmm. they're, they're out to get people, which is, which is a kind of a rough goal. And um, remember we said before, that he, in this chapter, he's told not to harm any grass or green plant. Just just in the last chapter, they were told um, they destroyed all of the grass, right? Mm -hmm. A third of the trees, a third of the land, That's and right. all, all right. of the green grass. Yeah. And so if you're being very literal, then you have to say, well, you know, grass grows back. And... <laughs> And, you know, and that's, that's the thing, you know, and, and you know, if you have a, you have a good fire, you get a lot of really nice blueberries too. It, <laughs> it, it, it helps a great deal. But, but the point here, of course, is that, is that these locusts, which are like scorpions, are going after the people that don't have God's seal on their forehead. Right. Do you remember in chapter seven, 144,000 were sealed? Yeah. And now we're talking about those that have God's seal on their forehead. And this is why I see Christians here still, because I see Christians as the people who have God's seal on them. Um, some would say, no, Christians are gone because there was a rapture, and they're, they're seeing these people as being tribulation saints. I get you. Those are the ones with God's seal. Now, now post-tribulationalists would say this is very much like the whole thing that happened in Egypt. God is keeping his hand of protection upon his people while he uh, while he works on the destruction of the rest, but the thing is, is they don't die. They they're allowed to torment them for five months, but not kill them. And their torment was like the sting of a scorpion. So so there's a lot of pain, a lot of anguish. There's no death coming out of this. Yeah. And um, they I told, and I've always believed it to be true, that the life cycle of a locust is five months. Um, yeah. So it's kind of kind of 
picking up on that. But the whole idea is that people are suffering. They're going to long to die, but death will flee from them. Right. Now, Hal Lindsey and them, I mean, I'm going fast and hard, aren't I? No, you're doing Hal, Oh, okay. Hal Lindsey and those guys um, would talk about nuclear stuff, about people people being afflicted in warfare um, and, and the radiation poisoning and not dying from it. But, but suffering tremendously from radiation poisoning. So that's kind of the one way of looking at it. Mm. The part that we know is that this is satanic. It's upon people that don't serve God, and it's causing them a great deal of pain. And that, that brings us to seven. That was great, Larry, by the way. Oh, thanks, Steve. Thanks for expanding and throwing that, because I think all those things have to be explained around it to kind of understand that one little concept. Um, in... Pick it up at verse seven, then, folks. In appearance, the locusts were like horse horses prepared for battle. On their heads were what looked like crowns of gold. Their faces were like human faces. Their hair like a woman's hair, and their teeth like lion's teeth. They had breastplates like breastplates of iron. And of the noise and the noise of their wings were like the noise of many chariots with horses rushing into battle. They have tails and stings like scorpions, and their power to hurt people for five months is in their tails and they have a king over them that is the angel of the bottomless pit in hebrew his name is abaddon might have said that right and in greek yeah. his name is apollyon yep the first the first past, and behold two woes are to still to come okay so now now there's a um the the locusts are are described in these chapter in these verses now <clears throat> and again if it's hell lindsay Way back in the 70s, he talked about about warfare, and and he talked about about these horses prepared for battle um, being like helicopters, and with the crowns of gold is the you know the whirling blades. Their faces were like human faces because men are sitting inside the helicopter right. and looking out. And then I don't know about the the lion's teeth and the woman's hair. He talked about uh, drawings on the sides of the helicopters and things like that. So that's one way of looking at it. Is is this a human thing that's going on on the earth? Very, very possible. Um, the other idea, of course, is is John is looking at this from his experience, and that's what Hal Lindsey would say. And he's and he's looking at these locusts. You know, they got crowns of gold, so they are they're they're royalty, right? And they're like men. You know, women's hair. And breastplates of iron, that always makes me think this breastplates of iron as I was watching um, <clears throat> oh, the, 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 the Disney story about the dragon, uh, Toothless, about the dragon Toothless. What's that called again? I forgot. Gosh, I don't know. Oh, isn't that terrible? Well, then I'm going to let that go because I can't remember it. And probably it was just as well I didn't, I didn't relate the story anyway. So, so <clears throat> and their wings are like, are like many chariots, right? Now the part. So could this be? Could this be modern warfare? Of course it could. It, it could. But um, but the sting in their tail is again. It's hurting people for five months. It's right. this is not death to people. This is this is pain to people. And and the I think the important piece here is that the one who is orchestrating this is fr is the angel of the bottomless pit who we said is Satan, and now we know it's Satan because his name is Abaddon, and in Greek it's Apollyon, and that those both those words mean the destroyer. 
right. and they point to Satan. Okay. So this is this is Satan having having some free reign on the earth to uh, to harm those. God is protecting His people, and Satan is harming the others at, at this point in time. And there's a purpose behind this, but you don't get that purpose, I think, until near the end of nine. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right, folks, picking it up at 13. Then the sixth angel blew his trumpet, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar before God, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. So the four angels who had been prepared for the hour, the day, the month, and the year were released to kill a third of mankind. A number of mounted troops was twice 10,000 times 10,000. I heard their number. And this is how I saw the horses in my vision and those who rode on them. They wore breastplates of color of fire and sapphire, of sulfur, and the heads of horses were like lion's heads, and fire and smoke and sulfur came out of their mouths. By these three plagues, a third of mankind was killed by the fire and the smoke and the sulfur coming out of their mouths. For the power of the horses is in their mouths and in their tails, for their tails are like serpents with heads, and by means of them they wound. Yeah, so <clears throat> so now it's the next trumpet, and um, and this, again, if I go back, when he, he talks about the sixth angel blowing his trumpet, oh, really critical. They're, they're bound at the river Euphrates, and some people, by the way, think that, that that's, that's the area around where Eden was at one time. Right, okay. Yeah, the Tigris, between the Tigris and Euphrates. Yep. And um, we don't know, but, but, um, but, but here's, a, here's one key thing. The, the amount of control that God has over this thing. He says the four angels are prepared for this very hour and day and month and year. And they're released to kill a third of mankind. So, so the very moment that this happens is completely in God's control. Mm, mm. And these angels are just waiting for their opportunity to do this kind of stuff. I don't know if they enjoyed it. Maybe they did. But, um, you know, there's got to be some pleasure in being an angel. <laughs> yeah, but they were queued up. I mean, it's not to say that, I mean, maybe a good point, especially in light of some of the things that we've seen or some of the viewpoints that we've seen reflected in society. We can do nothing to accelerate this judgment. This is God's appointed time. Oh, that's very good. I like that, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the, the number of the troops is uh, twice times 10,000 times 10,000. I heard their number. So that's 200,000 troops, right? Yeah. And um, here, here, here's a little oddity that I'll throw in at this point is, is that if you go back to those guys from the 70s, um, their, their point back then was that these were Chinese troops. Yes. And um, they and, and back in the seventies, they said China was the only only country that could mount an army of this size. And there was there's there's conspiracy theories about you know about caves hidden full of weapons that these guys could come and and take over. But the reason I find it a little a little interesting is right now um, China is is a big player on the world scene again, and and financially mostly. Right, but um, but there's there's always talk by conspiracy people about China coming into Canada, coming into the United States, you know, supporting whichever side that you're that you do, you don't want to be on. I, I want to be really cool there, yeah. um, and um, and so so there's that whole idea again, 
right? Uh, why why it's a thousand times a thousand times two myriad times myriad times two is is kind of interesting. Um, not not really sure why, but this is what the horses look like. They they have blessed breastplates of of fire and sapphire. How to Tame Your Dragon was the name of that movie. Yes, there you go. <laughs> 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 and and his dad, they're wearing their helmets, and he said, I made it from your mother's breastplate. And he went, huh. <laughs> well, well, thank you for, for my breast hat, Dad. Yeah, yeah. thank you, Dad. <laughs> and, and again, Lynn, I apologize for bringing that up. It was a kid's movie, so I, you know, maybe it's okay. Yeah. But um, but they're wearing, wearing fire and sapphire and sulfur. Um, what? Fire and smoke and sulfur come out of their mouths, and that's all stuff... That's related to fire, isn't it? Fire and smoke and sulfur has is sort of the burning coming from the pit again, like yeah. like the first part of this verse. And sapphire would have been very brilliant too, right? So, well. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it'd be yeah, it would be very. It'd be it's quite an image that he paints if yeah. if you can work with with images. Um, and then he says, by these three plagues. Man, a third of mankind is going to be killed from the smoke and the fire that comes out of their mouth. So at the beginning, there was five months where everybody was just wanting to die. Just like in chapter six, let the mountains fall on us. In this one, we want to die. And now, now a third of mankind is going to get killed. For the power of the horses is in their mouths and in their tails. Um, and, and that's where Hal Lindsey would say, those are the gunners on the helicopters, of course. And, and we would say, you know, who knows? It's it's always a possibility, but what we know for sure is that God is allowing Satan his his head in this. But God God was in control with the four angels, as you said, and He had a purpose because this is horrific, right? This is this is really horrific. What's happening on the earth? And then in twenty, He had, He tells His purpose. Yeah, yeah, the, the beautiful setup, Lair. Here's verse verse twenty to twenty one, folks. The rest of mankind, who were not killed by these plagues, did not repent of the works of their hands, nor give up worshipping demons or idols of gold and silver and bronze and stone and wood, which could not see or hear or walk. Nor did they repent of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. Yeah, and there you go. God, the, God has a purpose in this. And his purpose is for me, people, mankind, People kind, if you don't like, you know, the term man, to come to him. And he says, he says, I did all of this, and they still didn't come, and they didn't repent. Yeah. How, how is that even possible? John is, John is just like, I, I don't even know how it's possible. Yeah. God did all of this. Later on, remember, he's going to say, just and true are your Lord in your judgments. Yes. Yeah, right. But yeah, I, I like that. It, it's almost like John is gobsmacked. I cannot, simply cannot fathom how dumb these people are. Yeah, yeah. How can how can you not come unto God after all of these things that happen? How can you not? Yeah. And and maybe you know our purpose on earth is to tell people about Christ, whether they come or not. That's that's God's choice. Right. And. And in this one, this is this is where the um, where the idealists or the symbolic people or the spiritualists, when they look at the Book of Revelation, those those three terms are the same. When I'm talking about the Book of Revelation, um, they're looking at this and they're saying that's the purpose of this book. The purpose of this book is salvation, and that's that's what it's leading to. So they're not seeing any of this being actual literal stuff upon the earth. Yeah. They're seeing they're seeing salvation as the key message. Yeah. 
But you know what? I think um, if stuff is happening on the earth, if it was in the first century or in, in the 21st century, um, the purpose is still to bring mankind to God. Right, right. That, that part doesn't change. And I think that's one place where we, we all kind of come together and agree. Right, right. Yeah. Buddy, that, that, that was perfect. What a perfect place to leave it. This is God still calling out towards his people or calling towards the people he created. And uh, he's still begging them, begging them to come to him. <laughs> Folks, thank you so much for being with us. Next week, uh, we'll pick up, obviously, chapter 10. Um, <clears throat> but um, so thankful that you just joined us on this journey. We're, we're very appreciative of the listeners we have. You who listen to us faithfully, we're so appreciative of that. And we'll see you again in a week's time. 